Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody. Welcome to Kirsty and Briny's comfort zone. I am Kirsty. I am Briny. And we are going to delve into some dreams today, but not our dreams. No. Because we have a guest today. We've been rewarded by, because our podcast is so highly scientific and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. accurate, we've been rewarded with a visit from an actual science. One actual One science. One actual science. I'm here to shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. We've heard about you. <laughs> we've got the science themselves, Dr. Simon Clark. Hello, that's me. Hello. How would you describe what you, what do you, what do you do? Who are you? How'd you you? get in here? (laughs) I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. Uh, So I, um, my background, science background is I'm an atmospheric physicist. So I did an undergrad and master's in physics and then I did a PhD in stratospheric dynamics, which is a, a bunch of equations with how the atmosphere moves around basically so i'm not speaking for all of science (laughs) very much only the physicsy bits we have it here the voice of science Mm -hmm. the voice of all science you heard it you heard you you heard it from the science of mouth and and usually we're recording this during it feels like uh, like a live because it feels like a job interview i am on one side of a table oh yeah and kirsty and brian are on the other side (laughs) I feel very like I'm being intense. grilled for a position. It's incredibly intense. <laughs> it really is. Also, we're very professionally lit. We're in we're in Yogg Studios, and we this are. feels like I, I like I feel like I'm in a movie. Mm. <laughs> this is actually the first time we have recorded a podcast in person, so yeah. it feels very strange. I mm. feel like I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing physically. I'm just like talk like you're on a podcast. This is my first time recording that I've not been wearing pajamas as well. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> we all had to get dressed up for this. Sorry. Well. Um, Kirsty was saying before you got here, she was like, should we put on our onesies to intimidate Simon? <laughs> would that have been more or less intimidating? Yeah. <laughs> if I was just sitting here dressed as a Pikachu, would you be more or less intimidating? I feel like it would make me more at home, I think. Yeah. Like, a very comforting atmosphere. It would make me feel like less of a job interview. Or at least a job interview for somewhere where I'd want to work. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like when they say dress for the job you want. You want to be I Pikachu. I want to be Pikachu. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I've never had a sit-down job interview formally like this. Like I've, really? I, I, I worked no. at co-op when I was a kid, and I had to do one there, but not like a you know hello fellow adult. I would like money, please, for mm. a job yeah. kind of job interview. Oh god, like, I've I've had to do a few. I remember I applied for a, a farm once. It was on a, a national trust site, and it was um, to look after the animals in this in this farm. It was very simple. 
But I ended up fluffing the interview because I, I got too comfortable with the interviewers. Um, they were very friendly. I slept on the ass. No, they were very friendly. And they were like, oh, what would you do if, like, you know, there was a kid causing trouble over here by the donkeys or something? And I, I ended up basically saying, you know, I try and get them to stop, but, you know... If they're acting like an idiot, they might get kicked by a donkey, and that's not ideal. Like, wait, you need to sort this out. Like, I was just like, what am I doing? What am I saying? I'm talking about hurting children with donkeys. What is going on? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> that's I feel, it. That like, I volunteer with kids. I 100% stand by that answer. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, they might not like that, but it's the truth. <laughs> My last in-person interview was when I got the job at the vet, and they genuinely said the sentence to me, if you could ask this not quest- this next question and not mention bunnies, what do you think? And I was like, oh my gosh. Because literally everything they said, they were like, you know, what do you like about working with animals? And I was bunnies. like, I have bunnies. So I like <laughs> bunnies. As a bunny enjoyer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I feel like that's a reasonable answer to that question. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> so does that mean you've never sat down and been asked like really weird interview questions then? No. I mean, when I did the PhD, like I applied for multiple PhDs, they ask mm. you like scientific questions, but yes. it's always like, describe your research. Like what, yeah. what appeals to you about this project? It's never like, if you were trapped in a burning room with an old woman and a baby, which one would you rescue? <laughs> like I've never had to deal with that kind of problem. Honestly, I think I prefer the scientific questions. I remember for my, for my degree... I uh, when I had like the interview at the end after I submitted my dissertation, I ended up crying because I hated it so much. Oh, <laughs> but even so, I'd prefer that than being asked what type of biscuit are you. Well, the thing is, like when you when you finish a PhD, you do what's called a viva, yes, which is that was your, it. Your, your, yeah. your kind of spoken examination, and they typically take two or three hours. Um, whereas like they can be seven or eight hours long. Oh like, my God. You go into it knowing that you could be in for like a long haul. Yeah. But also any every single person I've spoken to has that's done one of these has said they've forgotten a fundamental thing, like a yeah. basic thing about their field. Like I have a friend who has a PhD in biology and he forgot the formula for like respiration. Oh no. Like GCSE biology knowledge. And I totally blanked on something called the Brewer-Dobson circulation, which is like one of the most important things in my field. And they oh, had to no. like prompt me for it and you feel like you're just dying inside but if i feel like it's something that everyone goes through everyone yeah. in these in, the, in response to scientific questions yeah. becomes yeah. an idiot yeah. briefly i mean i'm very much even if they say like name i'm like oh geez <laughs> i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> think of name any name <laughs> bunnies. bunnies i have bunnies <laughs> Oh, I dread to think though, like the Viva, because when I did, it was, mine was just a BSc, like I said, just a BSc. It was, it was still a BSc, but it wasn't a PhD mm. <laughs> or a Masters. And we did a baby Viva, and it was only like half an hour, mm. uh, and that was bad enough. <laughs> but it's still intimidating, like because yeah. you're speaking, you're speaking to people there who was are like professors a in this panel field. of like eight people there sitting in front of us, and it was like <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, you know, we do it that way this way in the UK, but then if you're in like in America, you have yeah, like an academic panel. Mm and you give a presentation with an audience yeah. like you, all your friends oh and family come to watch your thesis defence and it's like see oh. I did an art degree so they just kicked us out at the end they were like thank you for the money <laughs> good luck <laughs> they literally brought someone in from I think it was the British Journal of Photography on the last day to give us a talk about how none of us would get a job in the field and I was like wow thank you <laughs> setting those expectations nice and low yeah <laughs> now leave well honestly when I started my degree um or my, the third year of my degree, because I went to a new university for the final year, they basically said to us, 
So you guys know that you're here because you love animals, right? You know you're not going to get a well-paid job. And everyone was like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> we like picking up poop. Yeah. They actually did something. So this may be surprising to some people, but when I started the PhD, they did like an orientation session for like, these are your likely outcomes. Mm. Because there's a sort of kind of secret, which is that once you start a PhD, it's actually kind of difficult to fail. Like very few people will start a PhD and then not get one at the end. But they showed uh, a Sankey diagram, so like the arrows that split and sort of, you know, this many people will end up doing this oh, yeah. by the end. And I think it's like 0.5% of people that start a PhD will end up as a professor. Like, oh. they set this expectation of if you're doing this thinking you're going to stay in academia, you're almost certainly wrong. Yeah. Which was a bit like, oh, okay. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> most of you are going to leave after the PhD and you're going to go into a different field. And I was like, mm -hmm. I won't do that. And now I'm on a podcast with two people talking about my dreams. <laughs> <You are. laughs> this is technically part of my job. <laughs> so... Do you like talking about dreams? Is it something that you avoid, I, I struggle or? talking about dreams because I don't normally remember them. Yeah. Like, I very much... There's an XKCD comic about this, where, like, it's very vivid for, like, 30 seconds, mm. and then, it, like, the details crumble away, and it's, yeah. like, thing Thanos snapped. So what I did for this was record it, and it's the first time I've ever done that, where I've, like, caught it, where it's fresh out of the oven. Um, a metaphor that will be relevant for bits of this this dream. Oh. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't normally talk about them, because it, it normally they're kind of nonsensical. Yeah. Or, like they're not appropriate to talk with most people about. <laughs> yeah. Like, not even necessarily them being sexy, but just them being weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like I waited for quite a while to record one that I felt was, like, threading the needle for this podcast. Yeah. Like, it's weird, but not that weird. Honestly, though, you're probably in good company because her dreams are always sexy and mine are always weird. So. <laughs> Between the two of us, we've got, we've got the bases covered. It's like the other day we did a recording and I said to Kirsty before, I was like... Just so you know, I didn't put this in, but this is what actually happened during this part of the dream that I glossed over. And you just have to know about that, that we can't the talk about it. We can't talk about it. And then she's listening to it like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I mean, my, my wife, interestingly, my wife actually described a dream to me like two days ago that she had where she went to the like grocery store, like a Tesco or whatever, no, it was a farm shop. It was a farm shop. And she ended up picking up, like, bags of cat litter. But when she opened the cat litter, there were babies inside. Oh, my God. And it was like, there are four babies we've now got to look after. And that was, like, the whole dream was, like, some nightmare. Oh, my God. <laughs> Child oh, ownership. Babies. And it was like, can we get rid of these things? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think we're ready to have kids, hun. Like, yeah. I don't think that's where you get babies from, for one thing. A bag of cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> don't let the cat piss on the baby. <laughs> Very good advice there. Yeah, this yeah, is why we have scientific a scientist advice. on. Exactly. It's very Don't let good your advice. cat piss on your baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not very absorbent. No, true. <laughs> well, actually, humans are almost completely watertight, right? Like skin forms yeah. a watertight barrier. Like yeah. it, it absorbs some water, but you're you're almost entirely watertight. So like, I suppose if a cat does piss on your baby, it's not that big of a deal. This is one yeah. of the things I've never understood, because when people are like, water dries out your skin, I'm like, wait, what? How? Well, because I think it, it it dries out the skin in the sense that it takes ions. Yeah. It's not the water that leaves your skin, but it's like all the salts and stuff for oh, osmosis will leave yes. your it's body. It's trying to balance out. It's a semi-permeable oh. membrane. Mm. I'm remembering my GCSE I'm, biology. Yeah, me too. I'm, just I'm, stre I'm stretched to my limit like here. <laughs> 
I'm going to use this podcast now to just answer all the science questions that I've never understood. <laughs> but fun fact about, so when your fingers prune up, there is a, a theory that th- our fingers do that because uh, when you're in a wet environment, you need help to grip onto things. Oh. And when your fingers are wrinkly, they are that bit better at gri- gripping stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's like your body adapting that. to a, an environment, which is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. I had a really embarrassing thing the other day where I thought I was asking a really clever question because um, I I didn't actually understand how belly buttons were made. <laughs> okay. So I was there in my mind up until about a week ago, belly buttons were a modern day invention <laughs> where you it was like I'm leaning tying, back in my chair. <laughs> it was like tying the end of a balloon and it's how they tied the end of the umbilical cord and pushed it in. And if you got a doctor who wasn't great at it, you get an outie, but the good ones knew to like push it the right way. So I, thinking I was being clever, was saying to Trot, so do you reckon cavemen had belly buttons? And he was like, of course they had belly buttons. Like, why wouldn't they? And I was like, what, really? In those days, they knew how. And he was like, what? And I had to explain to him and he laughed at me for so long. You made a member of Hat Films look scientific. <laughs> Oh, I wish I'd been a fly on the wall in that moment. Oh my god. That's he hilarious. was like almost cry laughing at me, just like that's the best thing I've ever had. I was like, oh but I thought I was being really like, I've had a philosophical question I could ask you. <laughs> do you think cavemans have belly buttons? Like do androids dream of electric sheep? Do cavemen have belly buttons? <laughs> that's that that's up there. I, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. I won't hold, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the funny thing is, like a few years ago, my sister, when she'd had my niece, when my niece was still a baby, she pointed at something and was like, oh, that's her belly button. And I was like, what? And then I never questioned it. And now I'm like, oh, that's what she meant. Okay. <laughs> I get it It reminds now. me of the time when I was at school doing my GCSEs, I convinced a friend of mine that frogs breathe helium because in Shrek, he grabs the frog and he blows it up and turns it into a blue. <laughs> and she believed me for the longest time. <laughs> that frogs breathe helium. Yeah. Based on the evidence that an ogre breathed mm. out into, into a, a frog. frog. <laughs> I guess it makes sense because you're stopping the helium going out, so then it's just filling That's them it. out. That's it, yeah. yeah but surely the, the, the logical conclusion for this would be that ogres breathe out helium, oh, yeah. not that frogs breathe in... <laughs> Like, I feel like it's, there's a whole load of... We're not here to talk about that today. <laughs> How long is this podcast normally? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, do you know, we, we what time usually... Did we start? About two on the dot. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm just about to check on my phone. It's not here. <laughs> yeah, because normally, of course, you can see the recording and audition yeah. or audacity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going we in got, blind we got this to keep time. track. Ironically, the first time we can see each other. We're going in <laughs> blind. Going in blind. Yeah. <laughs> Well, should we have a listen to your dream? Yeah. Okay, it is a four-minute file, so do you want to break this up into bits? Four's probably fine. Yeah, we're so. good to go through. Yeah. We, we have some long, rambly dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. Um, I apologise in advance. I also can only remember part of this, so here we go. <laughs> so I've finally had a dream that I can remember, and I've just fed the cat in the morning, so she's not going to scream over me telling you about it. So last night I... Um, I had a dream about staying in a friend's house and for some reason making a lot of bread, like a lot of like different kinds of, of bread. I think garlic bread was one of them. There was, there were like two different kinds in the oven 
And there was also a kind of bread that I was making in the microwave. And um, basically just, I kind of stayed up all night. Like I remember getting to sort of three in the morning and looking at the time and thinking, yeah, yeah, but the clocks have gone back. So it's really only two in the morning, so it's fine. Uh, and sort of going down, and like just being up in like my room, wherever I was staying, I think it was a friend's house, um, and like working on my laptop and then coming back down and being like, yeah, bread's still there. <laughs> and um, and like, like checking in on things. And then at one point coming downstairs and the microwave was on fire and it was like on fire from within. And then I'm looking in the microwave and identifying there was like a loose wire in the diorama that had now for some reason replaced the bread that was being baked in the microwave. There was like a diorama of a guy laying back and a few other people in like, it looked almost like how you put people around a pool. And there was a guy who had like an arm missing that would be supporting the back of his head. Um, and I was like, ah, there's your problem. So let's not reconnect that arm. And let's put this flaming microwave to one side. And then I think what then happened was it like got to the morning and I had to get to the center of town and I, <laughs> this is now getting to the point where I'm straining to remember it. I had to get from like, from where I was staying to the center of town. And in order to get there most efficiently, I had to go up a hill that was like 45 degrees, but I could cut through someone's house because I used to, I think either my wife used to live in the house when she was a student or just knew people that were in the house. So I went up and knocked on the door, the back door. And I was like, excuse me, you don't know me. Um, but I know that you can get from your back garden to this street. Uh, I, I think my wife used to live here. Do you mind if I come through? And the lady was like, yeah, of course. You sort of went through her little back kitchen and then up into her, her uh, like the kind of stairwell where the stairs were going up around the side. And, um, I was like, oh, I love what you've done with the place. And it was full of huge old brass scientific instruments. Um, and I was like, oh, I think that one's a hygrometer. And she was like, what's that? And I went, I don't know, because I don't. I just know that that's a thing. I think it measures moisture. Um, and then there was another, um, like a big, big bulky brass thing. Uh, and that was like, it had like a name, like Big Bertha or something, or like, like Deer. Oh, I don't know. Um, and there was another old lady who was there who was, who was going to tell me all about it. And then like it cut for some reason, my dreams sometimes cut um, to like me being back on the street and hearing, I think it was my wife or it could have been someone else being like, Hey, so me turning around and looking up and seeing nothing uh, apart from like a bank of terraced houses, like, I don't know, 50 meters away. And me being like, where are you? And I heard her go, I'm here. And I remember saying in the dream, anyone on earth can say that, you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, and then that's roughly, where the, that's roughly when I woke up. So there you go. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There we go. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Brady's been flicking around in the book. Why well, I was curious about the bread. So the only, this is very short. It says, we are looking at our experiences and our basic needs. Mm. You need bread. I, mean, I, I, could, I could have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume that it would be a bun in the oven. I thought it would be something to do with babies. Yeah. Maybe. Like, 
I wonder if but cooking is. Then the microwave sets alight. I, I gotta admit, I <laughs> do not remember until just now that there was a microwave or a diorama involved. Yeah. Um, Have you been playing plate up recently? Yeah. Could it be this? No, I, I like. I haven't even used a microwave much recently. Mm. Like, I don't. I do not understand why. Why or how? Why? <laughs> Like, I like also that it was two in the morning and I was like, mm, oh, I better get a bit of work done. Just start making bread, like, oh, the clock's gone back, I can make yeah, more bread. More bread. <laughs> bread o'clock. Um, yeah, so, so I, I don't understand a lot of this. Yeah. I think, I feel like it was also kind of in Exeter where I did went to uni, but mm. also kind of not. It was right. weird like, the way that dreams are when they're like half familiar, but yeah. half not. Somewhere completely different. What yeah, have we got? Sure. What so are you looking at? I looked up Baker. So I wondered if that would be relevant. And it says, our creative ability may need to be enhanced or lightened in order for us to achieve success. What? But it also says, if a woman dreams of baking, she will recognise this as her need to nurture. So I guess that would be more the bun in the oven. Why, why specifically a woman, though? Yeah. Maybe you need to nurture some bread. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, like making loads of bread and different varieties of bread. I feel like that's something that I'd want to do because I wanted to feed people. Like yeah. we had a party recently where loads of people stayed over and like we made breakfast in the morning for like mm. loads of people and like I love doing that. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know if it's yeah. don't know if it's to do with that or yeah. if I just really like bread because I do really like bread. It also says the creative urge which may need to be pacified can be seen as the baker. Creative urge I could see. Yeah. yeah. So I mean I get I get the feeling that you always have like a lot of different creative projects on the yeah. go and But also like a lot of them are just in my head and I don't have time to make them. Like I have yeah. way more projects and way more ideas than I have hours in the day mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. energy. So like I think maybe it maybe there's something to do with me being frustrated at that. Yeah. Maybe that's why the microwave caught fire. Maybe. The diorama maybe. would explain that actually, because like that's um that would be a Warhammer thing. <laughs> I was just like, ah, the, yeah, the, my Warhammer diorama has caused my microwave to catch fire. It's stopping me from being creative because I'm trying to do too many things. Too busy playing Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does say fire in a dream can suggest passion and desire in its more positive sense and frustration, anger, resentment and destructiveness in its more negative. So maybe, yeah, just frustration and not being able to... Make the bread you want to make. Like, yeah. yeah. Which, and that bread is Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we, we have our like little interpretation books and we know that most of the time the stuff in there is complete rubbish. But it's a good starting point for sort yeah. of looking at the dreams and thinking, you know what, I have been feeling that lately. And maybe that is, you know, something that's been so, on my mind. Like, so maybe you have I mean, been. I recorded this, what, maybe last week? Yeah. And I feel like... I've had a really busy period where I've been away from home like, mm. a lot for the past couple of months. Yeah. And this has been my first week this week where I've actually been at home for an entire week. Uh, it's been the first time that's happened in like two or three months. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's part of me just like wanting to get into a domestic routine yeah. of yeah. making, you know, make bread for everyone, make garlic bread make garlic specifically bread. for everyone and don't use the microwave for it, I guess. Maybe, maybe there's an anxiety about me being bad about it. Or maybe the microwave could be like, if there's a project that you... Because obviously, sometimes if you don't have time to put a baked potato in the you oven for an microwave. hour, you bung it in the microwave. Mm. Maybe mm. there's a project you feel like you're rushing yeah, and therefore it's on fire. I feel <laughs> because like that's everything. Not, that, is, that is every one of my projects. Smashed it. Perfect. <laughs> like, give me the, more time. Yeah. You say yeah. about being like away from home and stuff as well. You ended up dreaming about a house... It Which wasn't my house. Wasn't your house, but it you said it was familiar in your dream, like your yeah, partner like, lived there. But also like potentially 
being in, just in a town that mm. I was familiar with, like yeah. I went to uni maybe. Um, and yeah, like being de- definitely remember my wife being like around mm. and then also like friends I think from uni were there as if it was almost like the aftermath of a party kind yeah. of vibe. That's interesting. I, I've kind of been finding lately because my dreams have been about like my old houses and old places I used to live and stuff. Um, and I found that a lot of those have started sort of bubbling up because my parents have moved away recently. So my sort of routine of them being near has been disrupted. And maybe sort of, sort of maybe something similar with you, with like you've been away from home, you've been yeah. busy, and like in your brain you're like, this is familiar, this yeah, is latch familiar. Latch onto it, yeah. Latch onto it and make bread for it. <laughs> like that, if, I, I, also I'm presumably in a strange environment, it's not my house, mm. what I decide to do is just make a load of bread. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if, if anybody came into it, it's a total stranger came into my house, and I was like, what are you doing? But they were making bread. I'd be like, well, carry on. Yeah, That's, you fine. Know, thank you. <laughs> Save me some. Why is my microwave on fire? <laughs> Do you know, I, you know, people say like, oh, video games are bad. I think it was actually Plate Up that taught me that if you put nothing in a microwave, it will set fire. It could set fire. Mm. I didn't know this until yeah. I thought Alistair was just winding me up. And then I came in here and I, I, do you remember I set off the microwave and Lewis came over like, what are you doing? There's nothing in the microwave. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it'll catch fire. I was like, oh, that's real. Oh, it's a real thing. <laughs> There you go. Games are also, educational. Also, if you just waft your hands at like grease on the floor, it does disappear. True. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was a kid that did a lot of experiments with microwaves. I was like putting mm. forks in there and watching oh the le- oh like watch the electricity arc between each one. And I remember discovering this and getting my mum like, "Oh, look at this!" and like doing it. She was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so you're accustomed to setting microwaves on fire. Yeah, apparently then. so. It's just a thing. I think the worst thing I did like that as a child was um, when my mum told me not to stamp on cartons because they'd explode. And I was like, no, they won't. And so for some reason, I had a ch- uh, like a chocolate milk carton oh, and I no. blew it up and I stamped on it in the living room and it went up the curtains. And I was like, mother was right. <laughs> that's how you get ants. If, like, that's... <laughs> Do you want ants? <laughs> I'm looking up. Old woman to see why you shouted at an old woman. Well, no, I didn't shout at the old woman. <laughs> there were two old ladies who were in this house together. Mm-hmm. And I, sh- I, I shouted because I was trying to find my wife, who was being very indistinct about where she was. Yeah. Which is also a very her thing to do. To, to, for me to ask a question and her to give like a wildly incoherent piece of information that's perhaps an answer to another question, but not the question <laughs> I asked. So uh, that felt very on brand, that part. No, I didn't shout at the old woman. I, I, I asked respectfully if I could use their house as like a cut through for this hill and they, they responded as if, yeah, this happens a lot, you know. My, Come through the scientific instrument room. <laughs> my dad will tell my mum off for that all the time because she, has, she does a typical thing of if someone's in the toilet, she'll be like, is that you in there? And my dad's like... How do you? How can you not answer that as yes? Like, of course, it's me in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoever's in here, it's me. <laughs> I love that um, this house was also full of all of these big brass instruments. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's that's this, and she's like, what? Yeah, I was like, what, I don't know. What's that mean? I, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I looked it up afterwards. A hygrometer is something that measures moisture. Oh, my God. oh. so that, that was probably it was, it was like, yeah, I, I have a kind of clear image in my head. It was like, you know brass but wooden bits mm. and like the kind of thing that like a 19th century like really gentleman scholar would have yeah like this the thing they the like finding field. on bargain hunt they love finding those sorts of things mm. yeah <laughs> but then like apparently something called big bertha or <laughs> something 
It's not quite Mon's Meg, but it's like, I, I, I don't know what to make of that in particular. It's obviously some scientific instrument that's looming large in my mm-hmm. head. Perhaps this is my desire to want to go back and do research. Maybe. And, you know, yeah. go back and do science. It says a group of old people. Is two old women a group, would you say? A couple. A couple. A group of old people often appear in dreams. Usually this signifies the traditions and wisdoms of the past. Things sacred to the tribe or family. So that potentially with the scientific instruments could make sense because it's like this is something the traditions of academia and me wanting to enter into that house to get and getting the dream cut out. Well, there was a there was like a jump cut in the dream before I left the house, so I wanted to enter but not leave. Yeah. So mm. what if I want? To, I can't believe I'm talking myself That's into it. this. See, <laughs> you, like, get, you get it. You I'm, get I'm it. entering into. I'm entering, <laughs> wanting to enter back into academia, and do something with Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not called that rather than like the LHC or you know like I, I feel like they've really missed a tr- the James Webb Space Telescope. No, no, no. Big Bird. Big Bertha has sent back images of the start of the universe. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh dear! It's like when they ask people to name things, and you could mm. you could name it anything. But the next time you're asked, you're going to be like, "I have a name." Yeah, <laughs> stand up slowly. <laughs> I have a suggestion. It came to be a dream. <laughs> I have foreseen Big Bertha. <laughs> what does it do? I don't know. <laughs> Probably measures something. Do you remember? Are your dreams? First person or third person? Mm. First person. People oh. dream in the third person? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I rarely have a first person dream. Well, I want a, I want a second person dream now. I want a dream that it's like Peep Show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a chicken Digby Caesar and I'm just like blundering around. The camera's in my face. Yeah. And I'm seeing myself. I want that. I want to try and will that into existence. Yeah, you could try. I've never dreamt in the third person. That's wild. You've never dreamt in the third person. Not that oh I can gosh. remember. It's like, you know, you, you hear people on Twitter that are like, I found out today that people have an inner monologue and they can hear their thoughts before they say anything. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I can't I imagine you not having an inner monologue. Yeah. It would just be... Mine's constantly running. Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> when I'm trying to go to sleep, actually. Yeah. But no, some people, some people don't. Um, and I guess it's the same with like dreaming in the first and third person. Like some people do, some people don't. I feel like I want to read some papers on this. Mm. Like I want to, yeah, it's no really offense to the scientists on this podcast. Yeah, but I feel well, like I want to you know. look up some research on why some people. That's got to be a deep psychological thing. Yeah, right. For well, sure. apparently, a lot of it can be to do with. I guess like the media that you're used to taking in, because there mm. was a time when people would mostly dream in black and white. Because that's what they were used to seeing, and like oh. how stories were told to them, sort of thing. So, because there is, a, there's a theory that we dream because it's like a machine learning. You have a bunch of data that you fit a model to, but then what you do is have some data that you keep separate to avoid overfitting. And there's a theory that we dream, and what we're dreaming is effectively creating new data so that we don't overfit. Oh, our brains okay. and like our neurons to the experiences that have just happened to us so it's like okay. disrupting and making i guess being more creative it's mm-hmm. like it's like meaning that you don't just fall into doing the same thing over and over and over again yeah, yeah. so like the fact that someone might choose to do that in the first person would make sense because it would be your experiences yeah but third person is like you're used to seeing your entire life from someone else's perspective yeah yeah 
which is kind of interesting. I've said in the past, like, even when I'm awake, like, obviously, if I was to sit here and be like, obviously, I'm in the first person because I'm looking out of my eyeballs. But if I think back on a memory, often it's not in the first person. Hmm. Like, it will be in third person. Like, right, I was sitting there, they're sitting there. And I don't think of it as, like, me looking out on other people. Like, so it's the same with my dreams, I guess. Like, I, I think of waking life like that and dreams just happen to be the same. <laughs> it makes sense. It's wow. kind of weird. I don't know why I do it. It's wild to me. Yeah, I just sort of have. But... <laughs> I guess it's like, for me, finding out that I had aphantasia through Twitter when someone... Do you know about aphantasia? It's the inability to perceive objects in your mind. Yeah. And I just thought, because it's like you just assume everyone does the things that you do. So I always thought if someone said like, oh, picture this, I thought that's just a turn of phrase. No one actually pictures it. Yeah. And then I saw a thing on Twitter where someone was saying like, I just found out I have aphantasia because I can't do that. And I was like, wait, what? People do this? <laughs> and then I made the mistake of talking to like, a friend of mine who's like yeah i can picture like if i think of the beach i can smell it i can hear it it's really like strong for me and i was like okay shut up <laughs> i'm jealous of people who can imagine things that strongly like, yeah i mean i can't like there are things that you can't imagine mm. like i can't if i think of like a bunny i can't think of it having hands for example <laughs> like, there's like a roadblock in my mind <laughs> like their paws there's no opposable thumb well, they do have dew claws on their on their little front ones. So that's dew, sort of dew like claws? yeah. Dew claws. Oh, dual. No, dew. D e w. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's they what they. And they have a different number of fingers to toes. So Same there are as cats. differences. Yeah, there are yeah. cats have that as well. Cats don't have hands. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they how do. Else no, they, they knock things off of tables. Yeah, they knock things off tables. And my cat, he holds my off. hand. He squeezes my hand with his hand. He wouldn't do it with his foot. <laughs> So it's a paw. I'm <laughs> taking crazy pills. It's a paw. Someone's going to clip this and put this on the Oxcast subreddit. I know it. It's a paw. It's not a hand. I don't know. I thought we got a scientist on today. <laughs> like, I'm half tempted to make a big video essay about this. Like, what is and is not a hand? I would. I want to interview actual zoologists about this. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Hello. <laughs> Remind me, what was your degree in again? Not zoology. Animal management, which is the same thing, but domestic animals. Part I of managing is holding hands. <laughs> that my cat holds my hand with his hand. Oh. That's right, Your Honour. <laughs> the scientific court of justice. If, Sustained. <laughs> if your cat, say, if you had a glass on the table... And your cat knocked it off. Would you say, "Oh, she kicked it off the table"? No, I'd say she. She. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd say she knocked it off. I wouldn't also say she handed it off the table. She armed it off the table. It's not brachiation. Like it's. It's. She backed it off with her paw. Her hand paw. Her paw paw or a prickly pear. It's a paw. This feels like a chicken and egg argument. Yeah. What but yes, yeah, so the, 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 the whole going back to where we originally started, <laughs> the inability to imagine certain things, but oh, yeah. yeah, like having being able to imagine stuff. But like, I feel like that's that's a common human thing, right? Like, you just assume, and there are so many things that you do that people don't talk about. Like, I have a yeah. friend who's a YouTuber who 
wanted to come up with like a, a line in a video that was ridiculous. And so he made this, in a, he's in a team of three people and he made this joke about how like, oh yeah, let's say someone stands up to wipe after they take a shit. And the other people in his team were like, you don't? And then he did like a Twitter poll and it was like 50% of people stood up and 50% of people stayed sat down. Yeah. But it's just not something Stand you up. ever talk to people about. Yes. That's the what? thing. Because like, I remember reading an interview with David Mitchell about, he did a um, scene in Peep Show that he had to be on the toilet for. And he said he all of a sudden got really scared to do it because he was like, what if I do something that I think is normal? Yeah. But everyone else is like, sorry, what are you, what are you doing? Sort of thing. Because <laughs> you don't know. Like, what is normal in that private zone? I think that's what a lot of marriages. It's, yeah. it's, it's opening yourself up to being like, oh, I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> or I've married a weirdo. Yeah. Why don't you... Oh, uh, yeah. Like, why do you wash your toothbrush like that? <laughs> it was a conversation we've legitimately had. Yeah. For me, it's that Alex likes to leave his slippers in the middle of a room. Oh. And I'm like, oh. why would you put them there? He's like, so I remember them. I'm like just remember them <laughs> pixel wife does this thing where she comes home she takes her shoes off and she puts them immediately in front of the front door and I do it that. drives oh <laughs> it drives me mad it's like oh great she says well i don't need to use that door ever again <laughs> mm. usually i put stuff in front of my door so i don't forget it but i don't think i will forget my shoes but this sounds like <laughs> maybe an excuse. i will I, I, this, is, this is crazy behavior like I, I get like put them next to the door. Put them doesn't work. Just the, doesn't work. Hang them. Tie the shoelaces together like you're a drug dealer and put them put over them the, the handle. Oh, that would that would work. Yeah, I had a crate of um, coke. Like that, not not like not like coke. <laughs> I had some and coke. then you strung the shoelaces I together. I, yeah, I strung the shoelaces. I threw it over a power line. No, I um I had some cans of coke at my door and I was like, oh, I'll take it next time I play D and D. They like drinking regular coke. Well, I don't drink it. I drink diet coke. And it was there next to my door. And I forgot it. So yeah. I had to then push it against the door so I could not physically open the door without moving this coat. Have an NPC moment. Like, yeah. huh, why is it not why working? Why can't I get out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need to take that. You, how frequently do you think you act like an NPC? Because I yeah. feel like it's most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. Like a strong NPC energy mm -hmm. from me. I have a few responses that when people talk to me, I cycle through yep. and then I go about my stupid little walk cycle. <laughs> I do my thing. Yep. I'm like a citizen in like the next GTA game where I've got the barest amount of like routine. Yeah. And sometimes you like learn feet. from the other NPCs. Like if you hear someone say like, oh, warm for this time of year, the next person you see, you'll be like, it's warm for this, this time, time of year. Yes. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm advancing. It's adapted AI. Like. <laughs> oh dear. Going back to the, you know, things you learn that other people do. Um, do you believe in soaking things in the sink? Because Alex says it's not a thing and he says I'm just leaving it there. No, it's absolutely a thing. Thank but you. My, but Pixel Life used that as an excuse for everything. <laughs> like a whole, like a whole, you'd have a dinner and just dip, ev tip everything into the into the washing up bowl and be like, yeah, I'll leave that for a few days. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. that's not a thing. You put like, you know, water in a pan or yeah. if you've got a tough stain, you do it. Not the whole thing. Also, having a washing up bowl was something that my wife was, she was like, what are you doing? Why are you putting that in the sink? Why are you not just washing the stuff in the sink? I, yeah, it's Well, weird. like, go to have one. We don't have one now. In our flat, we did. Yeah. But I, I was sort of like, someone questioned it once, and I was like, why do we have a 
bowl in a bowl. <laughs> I yeah. don't yeah. understand why. The primary yeah. bowl. Oh. Yeah, it keeps everything, and also it means that you can move it, and you know it's a useful yeah. item to have in the kitchen. Mm. True. Because we yeah. use them. So on scout camps, we use washing up bowls for almost everything. Mm. Like that is just your default unit of I'm isolating something and I'm putting it down somewhere yeah. that I can then move. So I feel like that's the role that I think of it as having in the house as well. Yeah. I do not understand people that don't have. Like, but again. Yeah. I feel when, so uncomfortable when there isn't a washing up bowl there. I'm like, what do I do? Where do I put everything? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been to people's houses where they... Uh, okay, I hope this isn't too much information. I've been to people's houses where they don't have toilet brushes. And I'm like, you barbarians. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, what happens I when you need a toilet like brush? toilet brushes are probably one of those things that are going to split the room again because a lot of people don't like toilet brushes because they're not very hygienic at all. I I'm not using it to brush my teeth. I'm u- the only bit of the toilet brush that touches anything that is unhygienic is the same bit. It's true. It's yeah. You're not wrong. I know, oh, I guess I'll pick it up this way around just for, you know, just to mix <laughs> yeah, things up. As a scientist, can you confirm that the germs on the bottom of the brush are going to migrate to the top of the brush? They're not yeah. just going to live on the bottom. I mean, I can't confirm or deny that because I don't know what the migratory patterns of bacteria are Why do you like. not know? <laughs> I don't know how far they go. I don't know what their generation time is. It's like, I saw this advert the other day that was for... It was saying, like, you know, things will jump out the toilet when you flush it and land on your towels and this and that. Yeah, because so you're supposed to shut thing. the lid. Yeah. yeah, they were like, here's a thing that will cover up the odour. And I was like... But the germs are still there. Just yeah. close the lid, they just barbarian. Why are you doing this? Yeah. It's like, oh, my fecal towel smells delightful <laughs> still. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> delightful aroma, darling. <laughs> Lemony fresh. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> I'm sure they did that on Mythbusters. They put some like toothbrushes next to the toilet and kept oh, flushing yeah, it. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. I swear it jumps like six it, foot in the air or something. something like I have that. heard this. It's like you're never supposed to use your phone in the toilet. Oh, dear. Everyone immediately is like, oh. <laughs> Because, yeah, like, you know, the, your, what your else fecal are particles to are just adhering to this, like, <laughs> coating your phone. How else am I keeping myself entertained? Yeah. yeah. I can only but read the, the shampoo that, bowl so many times. It's that meme of, like, Dr. Manhattan on Mars. <laughs> like, when you forget oh, to bring yeah. your phone to the toilet and you're just there, like, sat in a wilderness. <laughs> like, this must be what my ancestors felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel like what this is ultimately brought down to is binary stuff. It's like things that people do and don't do that we just do not talk about. Yeah. Like Marmite is like probably the most famous example, but mm-hmm. I'm sure people's houses are full of these things. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I don't Definitely. know. Well, it's like, um, I remember in my nan's day, it was common to have like the the carpet around the toilet and yeah. stuff like oh, that. Well, like, even when I see that, I'm When like, I was Ooh. a kid, my parents had the, the toilet rug thing. And now I'm just like, if anyone's got one, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm just kicking out the way. Fecally rug. Fecal rug. <laughs> so how do you feel about my squatty potty? I like the squatty potty. I'm sorry? I, 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 I want one myself, honestly. I have a squatty potty. Right. So a squatty potty is like a footstool that wraps around your toilet and it lifts your knees up so you're pooping in a oh, more natural way. Oh, it's like the bricks way. that you can put. I've always wanted to try mm. this. They're very Come good. Come and poop at our house. Yeah, go <laughs> Come on over, take a shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like every time I go around Trot's, because Trot has this fancy toilet... And um, it has like a built-in bidet. I've never used a bidet before, right. which is another like quite divisive thing. Every time I'm around his house, I'm like, come on, need to go. And I never do. <laughs> I'm just there like, to we just again? run to his house and knock on the door. <laughs> There's no time to explain. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what oh, he's done with the place? Nice scientific instruments. <laughs> <laughs> his the- toilet is so fancy. Like literally, it 
it's got a sensor. So if you go near it, the seat opens. And I went into his bathroom to just change my T-shirt once and the toilet opened. And I was like, well, it would be rude not to. (laughs) I found myself just going for a wee out of politeness. Like, oh, thank you. And it's got like a heated seat. So I was like, was someone just on this? The was so into his toilet. Oh my gosh, his toilet is amazing. Just go around his house, see if you can use his toilet. It's the fanciest toilet I've ever used. I went to Korea for a conference once and I had like a toilet that had like a command, like a, imagine like a captain's chair from Star Trek. Oh it had like God. the command buttons like on the side. Like a keypad on the side. And I like got Google Translate out to try and see what they were and it, it was not helping. It was like, this one means waterfall. <laughs> and I was literally, I, I, I went and I was like, let's give this a go. I just pressed a random button. I used that toilet once. <laughs> I was not, I was not willing to risk Anything else going on there? I remember, I think Alex asked recently, because we were around shots the other day, and he was like, when you throw up in the toilet, do you use the bidet to rinse your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Got like a dog drinking. (laughs) 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 Got to get rid of the taste. (laughs) Oh, that's horrific. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'd like a heated toilet seat, because that feeling when someone's been on the toilet and you sit down next and it's still warm. Oh, I know what you're I didn't know. Like, oh, it was, I don't want to feel it's that. It's that feeling of they've been here a while. Yeah, someone's been here <laughs> and they got comfy. That was like a thing like in British public schools like a hundred years ago you'd have like older boys would find younger boys to sit on the toilet for them <laughs> oh, to really? warm it up. Can't remember the name of it but there was like a name oh for, my this, God. for this like thing. It was a bit like sort of the system in ancient Greece where like you know, have like warriors take on like younger boys and stuff but it's like just <laughs> sit on the toilet for me. Sit on the toilet for me boy. <laughs> I remember when I first went to Norway I made a man sit on the toilet no I um, I didn't realise it was quite common to have heated flooring in the bathroom there for when you get up in the night and I was uh, like that was nice that's Just very very nice having it on your little yeah. feetsies I'm now analysing like things like my daily routine I'm thinking am I a weirdo like, am I, do I do things <laughs> that like going to bed or waking up like something that I've started doing that I it's not necessarily controversial but I'm really glad I've started doing is not having my phone in the bedroom yes that's like, a good idea. I don't do that. Because it means you actually have to get up. <laughs> I, if I want to know what's going on in the world, I have yeah. to actually get up. And yeah. like, getting up is the hardest part. Mm. As soon as you're scrolling on your phone in bed, like, yeah. on your I would yeah. probably benefit from that, honestly. I'm awful, though. Like, you're naughty for screens in bed. Yeah. I say this um, as if we share I, a bed I, I all am. the time. We, we share a bed all the time. Oh, she's terrible. She's so bad. <laughs> But no, I do. I'm really, really bad. And I'm just as bad at getting back up in the morning. Um, yeah. If if my alarm goes off, I snooze it constantly. And I have to throw my phone to the other side of the room before I go to bed. Otherwise, I will pick the phone up, turn off every single alarm and then go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Get a cat. They will not I've got a cat. He's, oh. he's very good. He's, he's very well really behaved. He's really polite. Yeah, he's yeah. very polite. He sits next to me until my eyes open. And at that point, he's like, right, you're awake now. And then he'll start smacking me on the head. Oh, Susie, but I have to open my eyes first. We lock Susie downstairs, and this is a ten-year-old, quite slender cat. Mm. And as soon as we wake up in the morning, you can hear her from down a flight of stairs, <laughs> just going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, and they'll be like, "It's quite funny how a cat can convey emotion, even in a meow. Because yeah. sometimes it will be like that, and sometimes it will be like a." Ah! <laughs> Like, come on! And then there'll be like a desultory, like, ah! <laughs> and she won't stop. She will not stop until you oh, go down no. and like un- un- open the door. She'll cuddle with you for a minute and then she'll Aww. demand to be fed. Like, that's that's a great way of getting yourself mm. up. See, Tabs is a real gentleman, he isn't is, he? Like, yeah. he stayed with us a bit and he would 
I like I opened my eyes I woke up and he was just there waiting and then it was only when I tried to close my eyes again I just felt this little like paw back and oh, I was like yeah. oh I'm sorry okay I'm getting he's very up. gentle yeah. and he does he waits until he knows you're awake before trying to wake you up more oh bless him um, although I say that he's very good with you he's very good with me <laughs> when he stayed at Cat's house Cat Strike um she a bad influence. Well, he was just very naughty. He was constantly waking her up like at like four in the morning, oh like gosh. smacking her around the face. <laughs> and I was like, Tabs, we've got an Indian. Does she have oh. this with other animals? Because you know like some people just have like bad reps with animals for yeah. some reason. She's, yeah. she's very, very good with cats. Like incredibly cat. good. But Tabs was just like, I can take advantage of this. <laughs> I, have, I have a friend who has a, a, a dachshund and this dog is very friendly with everyone as soon as it looks at me or like goes near me it's like like giving me evil eyes and as soon as I make move an inch towards it he, like he'll tolerate me if I've got a treat but mm. any other situation he'll just like this tiny dachshund will just yeah. start growling at me oh, no. and it's like why me what have I done it's so funny <laughs> to see how like different animals react to different people back when I worked at the um, RSPCA we had a dog in who he was, you know, for like senior members of staff only because he, he had behavioural issues. But he was a very lovely boy. Once he knew you, he was fine. But he hated the boss. The boss of the whole centre, <laughs> he could not stand her. He saw her car, he would go mental. He saw her children, he would go mental. Yeah. He saw the horse box, he'd be like, it's her horse box. <laughs> and if he saw her from like the other side of the site, he'd be like, there she is, that woman again. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh god, there she is. Just, just, just wheel it's her like, away. It's like, what have I done to earn the ire of this animal? Yeah. Like, they found. I don't have a toilet brush. They found out like one of these social things. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we used to have a dog like that that would come into the vet quite regularly. She was this tiny ancient Yorkshire Terrier oh, and she would oh. try and bite you all the time but she had no teeth left so it was just like oh <laughs> no you oh, got no. me but she absolutely hated one of the vets and she was always the one that would be free when she came in and she'd be like hello and the dog would be like <laughs> she's just like yep okay yep <laughs> let's get on with it shall we but the dog would like let me pick her up and cuddle her and everyone would be like how are you doing this I'm like mm. yeah <laughs> It's funny. It's like, it's like Tabs as well. When when my cat was in rescue, like because I adopted him from the place I worked at, he was really scared. He would bat at people. He would hide all the time. But he liked me, and I was like, oh my god, I love him so much. And I ended up adopting him because he just like warmed to me, and I was like, oh, I need yeah. to take him now. <laughs> it's so nice when they finally like you know warm we up got to you, that, but, yeah. but then there are people that they just hate. <laughs> With Genevieve, when we adopted her, there would like she was so grumpy and she would like lunge at you and bite you. And it was only when I understood that she hadn't been around people before, and that was her way of saying, I like your cuddles and your company, please stay. But her way of selling, telling you that was, I'm going to bite you so you, you know I'm uh, angry at you, sort of thing. And I just remember one time she bit me and I just went into the bedroom where Alex was. I sat down on the bed and I was like, <laughs> she hates me. <laughs> but then from then on she just like once I understood her she became like the cuddliest bunny in the world we would like nap together every day and Aww. as soon as I got home from work I'd lie on the floor and she'd hop over and she'd flop into Little Spoon and we would just oh fall asleep God. together and stuff so I'm, I'm getting there with our cat like Susie we adopted a couple of months ago and she's still at this point where she'll demand cuddles she she knows that she wants attention but as soon as you reach out she'll be like no what are you doing yeah. <laughs> 
like, you can't, idiot cat. Like, and as soon as you pick her, you can hold her like a baby. Like, you can put her on her mm-hmm. back and, and your arms. And she'll be like, oh, yeah, this is great. And, like, you know, sit on your lap for ages. But oh. up until she's still, there's this gap where, like, she hasn't mm-hmm. learned. Yeah. It's like a dog not wanting you to throw, not wanting to drop the ball so yeah. you can throw it again. Like, she's still, that's <laughs> a funny cat. Yeah. Not it's a like thought the, behind her eyes. My cat does that too. Like, I'll be sitting at the PC sometimes like late at night no lights on and I will feel he will jump up put his top like his hands on on the (laughs) (laughs) on the uh, armrest and he will tap me on the arm like hello can I have attention please and I turn around to pick him up and he's like no fuck off it's like (laughs) the the meme of the cat that's like pet me with your eyes yes (laughs) oh it's infuriating or like you know, she, like she'll hide under tables. She'll be like, you know, meow at you, and then as soon as you come close, immediately hide under a table. Yeah, like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's also the fact that like she stares at you, and she has eyes that point in very slightly different directions. Oh. Like they're very slightly outwardly looking, and so she looks at you with this like <laughs> not fixed stare. She's like, I can see through time. <laughs> That's I, crazy. Like, and it just definitely adds to this image of like, I don't think you know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I love cats are just such a like loose cannon, yeah. aren't they? It's like I was looking after one of my friend's cats recently, and I got I got there in the morning on time to feed him, and he was there like, and I put the food in his bowl, and then he took one look at it, and he was like, okay, and he walked off. I was like, you just wanted to check I was gonna do it or something? <laughs> Were you not hungry? <laughs> I've been satisfied. <laughs> You Another get the did job. Not lie to me. <laughs> You're a funny little beast. Yeah. Do you think cats do things that are like the other cats don't talk about? But like, if they knew, probably. Because like, you know. sometimes you do get like, if you typically, I think if you have two dogs and one is like more affectionate than the other, or like if you have a dog and then you get a puppy and the puppy will be acting so goofy and the dog's just there looking like, no, I'm, you know, I'm grown yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I, I can behave. Look at me sitting. I'm so good. That's <laughs> like, you know, what's the, what's the, uh, the, the cat or dog equivalent of standing up to wipe? Like, yeah. like, do you get dogs that don't lift one leg up to pee? They just sort of kind of like do a downward dog I guess <laughs> or something it would probably be like when they scratch against the wall to bury the poop and it's like th- nothing's getting buried you're just scratching <laughs> yeah. the wall like, but you don't scratch the wall oh. what what happens to your poop? poop Susie did this thing exactly that where she would be we had to change litter trays because you get in the litter tray mm. and then poop off the side yeah. of the litter tray <laughs> and then look at it and be like yeah great job yeah. done like, you know, <laughs> give it give it a bit of a rake with her paws <laughs> And then get out of the litter tray and be like, oh, I wonder who did that? And then walk Animal. away. Like, I imagine like a council of cats watching. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was going to say, I bet Tabs would not admit to the fact that he poops off the side of the litter tray to other cats. Honestly, like, the intensity that the bunnies will sniff their own poo that they've just done on the floor, mm. they're sort of turn around and be like, What's this? Oh, put this oh. in. I'm like, oh, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, little pickles. I wonder if there is like a divide between litter box cats and outdoor pooping yeah. cats. Or like, you go where? You poo inside? Your humans don't pick up your shit. <laughs> I make sure I look at mine when they're doing it. <laughs> to make sure they're doing it properly. And then I jump on their lap and rub it all over them. <laughs> I've been trying to build up a collection of mine, but they keep taking it away. (laughs) 
finding new places to store it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our cat, uh, Susie has started this thing. We have to be very careful. She's been peeing on our welcome mats. Oh, which, to welcome people. Yeah. Guess, presumably, but you don't notice because it absorbs it. Yeah. yeah. So there's no puddle or anything. You're like, what's that? She, oh, she's pissed in the, like, <laughs> it's like, it's the worst place for them to possibly do it because it's like a perfect crime until yeah. it suddenly starts smelling. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, jeez. It reminds me of when um, Tab stayed the first time mm-hmm. and I was home alone. So I weed with the door open and he walked in and I was like, he's going to tell Kirsty that I have <laughs> abused him. Like, I've let him see this. And she's going to be like, what did you do to my boy? <laughs> He's going to be traumatised. <laughs> like, like Skippy. The, did you watch Skippy the Bush Kangaroo? Oh, like yeah. Off- oh, what's that, that? Skip? Well, that's Skip? Like, the, the cat comes and just meows and it's like, she did what? <laughs> <laughs> she pissed with the door open? No. Down I the had, well? <laughs> I had like um, both Mochi and Ripley staying and they mm. both just wander in and I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm used to it now. Yeah. It's company. The problem with tabs is if you close the door, if you close any sort of barrier, he will then start clawing the carpet. So you can't piss. Yeah. In peace. <laughs> because he'll be on the other side of the door like, what are you doing? In Mother, there? let me in. <laughs> I need to come in and lick my butt. <laughs> I think the bad time to drink. Good grief. Because like the bunnies are downstairs and we've only got an upstairs zoo, it's never something I've had to worry about. But genuinely, the other week I was on the loo and I'd left the living room door open and Fionn came up to the top of the stairs and she just looked in and I looked at her and we were like, we just won't talk about this. And then she just turned around and went back down. We were like, okay. Oh dear, how long have we been going for? I guess it's time for us to wrap up now. Not a huge amount of discussion of dreams, actually. Just True. <laughs> this is how it goes, generally. Yeah. <laughs> in, in conclusion, put more time into your, you know, the projects that you want. Don't set fire to them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try and make bread in the microwave. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably a good takeaway yeah. from this. Yeah. That's it. Get a, get a nice oven instead. Get a, get a routine. on your favourite bread. Yes. <laughs> Give it time to prove and all of those other things that I learned on Bake Off. Yes, I really want to make some bread now. Like yeah. For real. Yeah. Mm. Nice focaccia. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Not your home address. I was going to say, my address is seven. Uh, uh, people can find me on YouTube as just Simon Clark. Uh, and I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Simon Oxfizz, and I'm on Twitch at Dr. Simon Clark because brand consistency is not a thing. True, true. <laughs> and he's very good at answering random, definite scientific questions. Oh, yeah. as yeah, if well. you want to raid my Twitch stream, mm-hmm. please be my guest. Yep. I'll do <laughs> yeah. my best. Any scientific questions for Dr. Simon, feel free to tweet them. Scientific in about eight quotation marks. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> do bunnies have hands? Uh, do cats have hands? Do minotaurs have four stomachs? Was mm, the most recent yep, one. Yeah. Yep. Which also, I was like, I was doing a study stream, and I was like, I'm gonna let's just get back to work. I think, I think Bryony might rate it. Like, <laughs> bam! <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> Do minotaurs have four stomachs? I'm like, All right. Okay. <laughs> Serenity now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's 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 like a difficulty multiplier on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Best way to describe it. Well, thank you so much for joining yes. us. Thank, thank you, you so for much. having me. This was fun. Yay. Thank it's been you, really lovely. Kirsty, as always. Thank you, Bridie. And uh, until next time, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sweet bye-bye. dreams. Sweet dreams.